the Sacred City Life podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. I got three gentlemen on the podcast. Guys, would you introduce yourself? How's it going? Alex Take, Sacred City Youth Director. Pastor Sam Schmidt, Sacred City Moline. Kevin Knorr, Biblical Counselor. Okay. Well, it's my turn to bring the topic forth today. And um, this is kind of in the forefront of my mind at Sacred City Davenport or Bettendorf, or whatever we are, I guess, now. <clears throat> We've got a new building, and as we moved into this new building, God has given us a lot of um, great new gifts. Before, everything we, everything we owned, you know, we didn't own very much. Everything else was rented around us, right? Mm-hmm. And now we have a wonderful new building. We've, you know, we've got all of our own furniture in the building. We've got coffee machines and uh, refrigerators and couches and chairs and Ice all, machines. Ice machines. We got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I we love got all, it. We got all kinds of stuff in here. And it's a big, it's a beautiful space. And we've already talked about how, um, you know, we wanted it to be, be beautiful. And that, in order to draw attention to the beauty of God. And, um, but what we wanted to talk about was, we, we've also had, like, a lot of visitors. You know, yeah, last, yeah. last week we had 40 people at our visitor forum. So we've got a lot of new people. Praise God. And a lot of people are coming in. And they come from all kind of different backgrounds, and they, I don't know, they, they maybe have never been to a church before, mm-hmm. or they've never been to church very often. And, then they, and they're coming in, maybe they've got kids, and their kids have never been in church before. And so we kind of wanted to talk about two things. I think we wanted to talk about stewardship, like our jobs as Christians, we are stewards of the things that God give, gives us. So every single Christian that calls Sacred City home, we're called to be stewards of the building that God gave us, right? So that means we want to we treat it well, we want to treat it respectful, and we need to be training our kids to be good stewards, yeah. Yeah. right? And I think parents, by and large, right, we probably are all over the map on how we view our possessions at home. You know, there's some families that maybe put plastic over the couch and you've got to take off your shoes before you come into the house and there's no food in the living room and they're really structured. And and then there's other families that like, you know, they've got suckers stuck to the couch cushions. You know what I mean? That's a sticky situation. That's a sticky (laughs) (laughs) situation. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Okay. You know, if all of your furniture in your house looks like your car seat, (laughs) that's a problem, right? That's a problem. Uh, We all know that those car seats are terrible. But I bring it up because um, we don't want our church to look like that, right? right? We don't want our church to look like that. We want to use it for the glory of God. We realize that it's, it will get worn out eventually, um, but we put a lot of money into this, a lot of God's money into this. We put a lot of um, our labor into this, and so we want to be good stewards of the building, right? And that's going to take an attitude change for most of us because we really didn't have to worry about it when we were at the theater. Yeah, People could spill coffee. People could walk in stuff off the streets. Nobody really cared about it, um, you know. But now, this is our building, 
right? So yeah. we have to deal with the repercussions, right? And we don't want our kids, though your kids might jump on the couch and climb up on the dinner table and jump off the dinner table, <laughs> that's not appropriate at the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got to do a good job as parents of not just coming into the church doors and then letting our kids take off. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I think when you put it, it's just more having a reverence for God's house. Mm. And I think a lot of times we think we're really comfortable because we're members or we work here or whatever the situation may be. But when we're coming into God's house, we should be having reverence and appreciation and thanks for what God has given us. Yeah. That's good. So things that come to my mind are obviously when we get like having conversations with your kids before mm-hmm. you get here about not, you know, whatever it is, running through the mud outside and then come running in, in, inside the church or getting trying to get six hot chocolates when they come in, you know, in 40 minutes. <laughs> you know, these, these are just things that all of our kids. Yeah, all of our kids do that. All of our kids want to do, right? Um, having the conversation like that, I mean, oh, this is free. No, it's not. It's actually not free. You know, none of the, none of those things have been donated to the church. <laughs> We're using God's resources to yeah. be radically hospitable. Mm-hmm. So when we do celebrations around here, we do donut holes and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. you get those donut holes and we want to be respectful. We, we don't want to be throwing those donut holes around. Yeah. We don't want to be, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and again, this is not like accidents happen, right? Yeah. But we want our parents to be respectful and thoughtful mm-hmm. and to di- disciple their children, yeah. to not take these things for granted, right, <clears throat> as, they're, as they're in the building. Yeah. Tate, I have a hard time talking when Tate loses his mind and he's just laughing nonstop. So he's got something going on in his mind, but he probably didn't want to say it. So what? You want to say it or what? Yeah, what are you thinking? Give me a minute here, guys. <laughs> He's crying. Uh, he, he literally has tears running down his face. He's just feeling uh, joyful. I'm just yeah. thinking of the kids stuffing their pockets with mints. <laughs> stuffing their pockets with mints. Yeah. They do, man. They, they do. do. Yeah. And so as parents, we, we need to tell our kids. You know, I tell my kids. And I know my kids, you know, I'm not there, so they're probably disobeying me. But I'm like, two mints. Two mints. Two mints. You don't need, you know, a week's supply <laughs> right. in right. your pocket. Like. Yeah. They want fresh breath. I'm looking at my kids. I'm like, you guys are acting like, you know, you're dying over here. Like yeah. you're poor and you're dying and you've got to sho- <laughs> shove these things. And, and I've caught mine. They, they soak them in their hot chocolate to make, to take oh. their hot chocolate, make their hot chocolate. Mint. They're getting creative. Look at, they're getting creative. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's aspects, jumping up on chairs, you know, just being wild, right? Being wild. Alex, I mean, this is going to affect you because for the first time ever, we bought a bunch of stuff downstairs. Praise God. Yep. And you got ping pong tables and you got yes. foosball table. And that kind of stuff isn't cheap. And if kids are down there playing with that, you know, pool table and that stuff gets broken pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. Right? And I think when we look at it, it's just, I mean, we're trying to be good stewards and we're not trying to be the mean guy or anything like that, but we're just really trying to make sure that we're um, helping you prep your, um, your nights and prepping your kids, prepping your guests so that do, when they do come into God's house, that they're being respectable. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So obviously some of those things like just kids shouldn't be running around and being wild and jumping up on stuff. And, and that's just not, it's the church isn't the place for that. Now we yeah. don't little kids bumping around, run, you know, we're not going to be sticklers on it, but as parents, we need to be discipling our kids. Now, yeah. another aspect that I think of isn't as much the building, but it is what you said, having respectful, maybe attitudes, mm. yeah. understanding what we're here to do. Right. Right. And there's going to be people, and I'm going to say this, there's going to be people in your MC that they're not very um, disciplined parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's our responsibility as a member of our, that MC to, we, we literally, when we baptize babies or when we're dedicating parents, one of the last things that we say is, do you commit to help these parents disciple their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Right. Will you pray for them? Will you teach them? Will you work with them? And so if a, if a newer family comes in and they're just, they're, their kids are wild and they're running all over the place, we, we now, we're not, we want to be like wicked stepmother type, type stuff, right? We're not, we want to be old, mean church lady or church man, right? The deacon who's, you know, kid, better take off your shoes in the Lord's house, you know, something. Yeah, yeah. We, quit running on the lawn. You know, we don't want to be that type of mm-hmm. church. Mm. But... We want to disciple these parents and these kids to have respect and admiration and honor for the, for the Lord's house. Yeah. And so as an MC leader, as a member of our church, that means you might need to come alongside some of these younger families, newer families, and actually help them, yeah. help them do that. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think of when we're coming into the gathering and worship worship is beginning yeah right we want to be prepared for what is about to happen like i genuinely like sunday morning is you know the best 2 hours best hour and a half of my week like mm-hmm. i genuinely enjoy it and we want we want everyone to genuinely enjoy it mm-hmm. right yeah. and everyone doesn't appreciate your kids as much as you do right right <laughs> Right, and so some obviously some kids, they go down to the, the kids ministry and and um, you know the they, their kid they get dropped off and 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 then some kids come into our worship gathering and if you're of the conviction that you want to bring your younger kids into the Sunday gathering, that comes with a level of responsibility on you as a parent. Yeah. Right? right, you have got to have discipled those kids already so that they can sit there. And be relatively quiet and respectful and attentive. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, and if they're not, then they are a, they're going to be a distraction for everyone around you. Right. And that, that could genuinely be a hindrance to someone hearing the word of God. If somebody's mm-hmm. first time and they're right behind them and your kid's acting up the whole time, that could be a genuine distraction for them hearing, hearing the gospel. Yeah, and I think, too, just right. before you even come in, like, you know, you said have the conversation. But I think as well as like, hey, did you use the bathroom? Did mm. you wash the sticky stuff off your hands? Did you, you know, clean your face? Did you open your mints? Did you, you know, do you have your coffee? Do you have a lid? Or all those different things so that you're prepared to hear God's word mm. and to, to not be a distraction to others around because we want to love our neighbors well. And um, if we are not doing those things, we're not going to love them well. And um, we're going to be a distraction from others hearing the word. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, now, when it comes to little kids, listen, little kids are going to need to go to the 
the bathroom. They're going to have accidents. They're going to, and, and if you're, you know, discipling your kids and they're in the, and they're little and they're in the, in the gathering, there will be times when mom or dad has to take them out and, uh, discipline yeah, in the middle sure. of the service. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Like, I'm not saying I don't want anybody to feel judgment or anything like that. If you got to pull your kid out and, uh, take him down to a bathroom and, uh, you know, apply some discipline, mm-hmm. that's okay. You should be doing those things, right? But what you shouldn't be doing is arguing with your kids in the middle of church. Yeah. You shouldn't be having to, th- to threat your, you know, you shouldn't be like, you know, having to pull out snacks upon snacks mm. to pass down to your kids. They're opening up Fritos bags or something, you know, Cheetos bags. <laughs> you you shouldn't be having to do not Cheeto fingers, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then get them on the, the chairs. Um, the other the other thing is is like I think we need to be having conversations like with our teenagers. Yeah, like our teenagers are old enough they can hold it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. they have to hold it in school. They, they can, they can hold it. And so, our kids, our teenagers should know, you do not get up in the middle of the sermon. Right. When you get up in the middle of the sermon, it makes you the center of attention. Right. Right. Now, there's going to be emergencies. I get mm-hmm. that, and we're totally fine with that. Mm. But you don't know how many times I see somebody, in like while I'm preaching, just. In the middle, like I'm in the middle of a sentence, I'm in the middle of a point, and I know like this next one's gonna be a banger, <laughs> this next point's gonna be good, I, like I, I, and then they just pop up, and just move to the back, mm. and so many times, I'm told, oh yeah, they went to get more coffee, oh yeah, they went, you know, and it's just like, we have got such shortened attention spans, mm. yeah, yeah, and listen, during the worship. We're singing a song, then we're reading. We're standing up, we're sitting down. We're doing, like, there's all this kind of stuff. But when the sermon starts, that's where we're meant to be locked in. Yeah. Right? So if you got to, if you got to take a, if you, during the third song, you got to go take a bathroom break, go take a bathroom break. Right? Mm. But once the sermon starts, we need to be locked in. Because Jesus, as our great shepherd, promises to speak to his sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he speaks to us primarily through the word. And on Sunday morning, that is primarily coming through the preaching of the word. Mm-hmm. So that 45 minutes to an hour is the most important hour of our week many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's where God is speaking to us and where God could be speaking to your kids. Yep. And if your kid has such a short attention span that he's fidgety, 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 he just pops up to go back and get some more mints or he's just going to go to the bathroom. He doesn't really have to go to the bathroom. It's not that bad. He's just yeah. kind of bored. He wants to get up and move around and mm-hmm. do stuff. Like we have got to train our kids that's not okay. Right. Like you sit, you listen. Yeah. You know, we back in when I became a Christian, they were always talking about like the sitcoms that we watched were like 23 minutes long. If you mm-hmm. take out the, the if you take out the commercials or something. Yeah. And so our our attention spans like had shrunk down to like 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, now the kids are watching 2-minute YouTube videos. Yeah. Right? And just scrolling them. Right? Mm-hmm. And we have got to push back against that. Yeah. Or they'll never be able to sit and have sustained thought, be able to read books books of substance, be able yeah. to understand the scriptures substantially and not just in one verse chunks and a little daily devotion and then they're on. Mm-hmm. We want our kids to be reprogrammed on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. We want them to be to sit, to be locked in, to be engaged, and to know, yeah, for the next 45 minutes, you ain't leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, you sit here and 
Because when that person gets up, now listen, I've been doing this now for 20 years. It used to be, I've been preaching for 20 years. It's, it used to be ma a major distraction for me. Yeah. It really is not that much anymore. I mm -hmm. notice it. I notice anybody moving around. I, I notice it. But I can keep my pace. I can keep my cadence. I can keep my flow for the most part. Mm -hmm. But what I notice is how many other people in the congregation notice that one person get up. Yeah. A dozen heads turn and look. And when they turn and look, their ears disconnect from me. Mm -hmm. Their ears disconnect from the word of God. And that might be, that it might have been a 10 second interruption, but it's actually more like a three minute interruption because their attention is drawn away. They look at that person in their mind. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. What well, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder where he's going. They don't listen to me for the next 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Then they come back. And now they've got to try to figure out what did I just say? Where am I mm -hmm. at? Where are we going? Yeah. So it, it causes them to miss, you know, a couple minutes at least mm -hmm. of, of the sermon. And that like literally could be the part of the sermon that they needed to hear the most yeah. that day. Yeah. Right. And so we want to do a good job at coaching our kids beforehand mm -hmm. yeah. and even during mm -hmm. the gathering. Which means it, you might not be able to, you know, it might not be able to be like mom and dad and then four kids in a row. Like it might be mom, you know, two kids, dad, two kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you're sitting mom and dad and four kids in a row, the kid on the outside, how are you going to get to that kid if he's acting up? Yeah. Right? You're going to be a distraction. <laughs> you're you're yeah. going to be a distraction, you yeah, know? Or sure. you might have to do the, sam the sandwich model. Yeah, yeah. It might be mom. Four kids, dad, yeah, you know, yeah. or something like that. So you both can get, you can get to people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and we, we need to be, obviously, be engaged ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I want our men to lean into, our, our um, men are good at this already, but I want them to grow, is I want our men to be engaged passionately in worshiping God. I want to hear the men's voices yeah. singing. Yeah. Right? And we... And I want the men to so be leading by an example and then be looking at their kids and saying, you need to sing. Mm -hmm. Son, you need to sing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Aren't you glad that your sins are forgiven? Mm -hmm. Aren't you glad, you know, like reminding them of the gospel and say, all right, like we sing. This family sings. And yeah. I think when you look at that, it's just it's building a culture, um, what we're trying to do, a, a kingdom culture. And when we look at that, if we're doing that on Sunday and we're correcting our kids, then they're coming to youth group and doing that on Wednesday. So then when their friends are not doing those things like, hey, man, when we're here, we worship. Mm. When we're here, we, we listen to the sermon. When we're here, we're respectful, respectful of God's house. And I think a lot of it is um, not just having the conversation here in the building, but it's, it's prepping your night and prepping them um, throughout the week and letting them know, hey, when we come into God's house, this is what this should look like. Are you saying yeah. disciple your kids? To be worshipers of God. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. That's what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, man, it's really tempting. I mean, our culture has discipled us mm -hmm. to think education's not really my thing. Mm. I just drop my kids off at this school and then out pops an educated child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Or I need to get my workout in, so I'm going to go drop my kids off at this babysitter or at this daycare or this thing, right? Like, and we can have that mentality sometimes when we come to the gathering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can walk in the door and kind of brush our hands and be like, whew, 
I don't have to be a parent for the next hour and a half. Right. It's like, no, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. The, the discipleship strategy of our kids' ministry is to partner with parents in the discipleship of their kids. Right? Yep. Right? So that means you need to make decisions. Are you going to put your kids in the nursery? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you going to put your kids in the, in the child care? Yeah. Um, nearly every child, if they're newborn, once they, you know, after, well, I don't know what the numbers are, but by the time they're six months old or whatever, if they're in there, they usually, they'll cry for 10 minutes and then they'll get over it. Mm-hmm. But if you drop your kid off and then you go pick them up again, or you wait to drop them off or you don't drop them off and then this week you will drop them off and they don't have this natural rhythm, they'll never actually get used to it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or if you don't keep them in the gathering and make them be disciplined and quiet, then they'll never get used to that. So you, it's like, choose a strategy, mm-hmm. but don't choose the what works for me today strategy, mm. yeah. which is just kind of like what you feel in the moment or, you know, I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to dr- drop them off. Then I'm going to go pick them up or I'm going to hold them in the gathering half the time. Then I'm going to get up in the middle of service and go drop them off. And then mm-hmm. it's just distracting. Yeah. Right. It's just distracting for the, there's too much moving during the, the 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 preaching of the word, and I think when you look at that too is um, your placement in the service, and I think if like you are struggling with that, you are trying to figure that out as a family and what that looks like. Maybe not sitting in the front is not the best because when you leave the gathering, you're walking all the way through the whole entire sanctuary instead of just maybe sitting in the back because you know this may happen. And not sitting in the middle where you're saying, excuse me, 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 excuse me. all the way through, all the way through, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that you're yeah, not, yeah. We're, we're not being distracting and we're, we're still bringing reverence to God's house and we're, we're kind of sitting near the back because we, we may think that this, this could happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and, one, one, sorry, one, one thing that I'm hearing you say without explicitly saying it and you saying Tate and talking about prepping, prepping your night, prepping your week, mm-hmm. we need a liturgy going into worship. Yeah. Right. We need a consistent flow week in, week out. Obviously, structure submits to the spirit. But what does it mean to go to church? What does it mean to prepare our kids? Right. Yeah. As as a family, how do we engage worship? Is that an accurate statement? Yeah. 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 And we we need to have the proper attitude. So right. we've often said around here, we don't swagger into the presence of God. Mm. Neither do we stumble and, you know, wipe, we shouldn't be wiping the sleep from our eyes. We're walking into the presence of a king, mm-hmm. right? right? And so, man, this goes from like we want to be, we want to dress appropriately. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, sh- we shouldn't be wearing our pajamas. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be letting our kids wear their pajamas, right? Right? We should be dressed appropriately. We shouldn't be wearing as women. Shouldn't be wearing um, revealing things. They should be modest. It's a mm. biblical command. Should be wearing super short skirts and low cut tops. And mm. that's, a, that's distracting from the worship mm-hmm. of God, right? We should, um, we should be appropriately dressed. We should be awake and hopefully ready to, to worship God. We should, you know, and again, we, we provide certain things like coffee. I want one. I just think coffee is a gift from God, right? right. Mm-hmm. And we should enjoy it. But we, we don't want that coffee to be a distraction from the right, right worship of God. Right. Right. And that could be many different ways. It could be, I drink so much of it, then I, I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the sermon. Right. Right? That could be a distraction. Or it could be that um, I, I, I have to hold it in my hand nonstop, and so I, I, 
I'm actually more thinking about my coffee than I am about worshiping God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I have hold my coffee in my hand and I still lift my other hand. Mm -hmm. Right. So like you can worship God and drink coffee at mm -hmm. the same time. Yeah. Right. But if you're trying to corral some kids, you might not be able to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So th then the other distraction is, is what do I do with my coffee? When I'm done with it or when I'm sitting down, you sit that thing in the middle of the aisle, it gets kicked over. You sit it in the middle of your row, it gets kicked over during communion. Like, yeah. we have to be aware of these things, mm -hmm. right? So they don't become distractions for us in worship. And I think, too, I mean, of course, we keep the, the air very low because there's a lot of people in the sanctuary, right? So we want to make sure people aren't getting really hot. So if, it, if you are a person that gets really cold, <laughs> maybe bring a long sleeve so that you're not shivering the whole entire service and not able to focus yeah here's a here's a hot tip for you if you're a person that gets really cold don't sit towards the outside of the, the sanctuary mm. if you all of the vents for the sanctuary go around the entire perimeter of the sanctuary yeah so it will get colder mm. on the out on the outside mm -hmm. right well in the in the summertime in the summertime, it'll get colder on the outside because that cold air is putting in. I guess te technically in the winter, it'll get warmer on the outside. So mm -hmm. you'll have to switch up your seating arrangement if that, yeah. if that matters. Or, yeah, just dress in layers. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I would say is, so we have this atrium. We have a, nurse, we have a nursing mom's room. So uh, moms who are nursing and they want to sit um, for the entirety of the service up there and nurse. That's totally cool. Um, you, you can do that. But while you, if you're at the nursing mom's room, I know there's signs up there that say it, um, that's not a time to go up and fellowship with other women. Mm. Right. Um, that's a time to listen to the preaching of God's word. Yeah. And right? I think that's very important because I think when you, um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in missional communities. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, is going on in people's homes that are visitors that are coming in and out. And I think you just want to bring reverence to God's house when you're, when you're here. Um, you're here to hear a word and let the Holy Spirit move through that person instead of being out in the atrium or in the hallways, um, just hanging out and trying to have a whole gospel centered conversation while God's word should be doing that work. Yeah. yeah. And we love gospel community mission, yeah. but this moment, this hour of preaching is meant for the preaching and listening of God's word. Yeah. Right. It's not meant for fellowship. Right? We've got time before service for fellowship. We've got plenty of time afterward for fellowship. We've got MC for fellowship. We've got other things for fellowship. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I would even go farther and say the foyer, we are piping in the video into the foyer. But again, yeah. it's not so that you can be disconnected from the body mm -hmm. and just sit out there and do your own thing in a more chill environment. Mm. Like the reason we have that out there is if parents have kids that are being too wild that can't sit in the, the, the gathering yet, they can go out there and practice and work on it with yeah. them or if a nursing mom wants to go out there and, and, and nurse she can't mm -hmm. but that atrium area isn't for you for people to be just disconnected from the body and and sit out there kind of in a coffee shop vibe mm -hmm. right that's good so all of this is kind of just around having the an appropriate attitude for worship that we want to have a high value for what we do on Sunday morning, mm -hmm. that that um, we do believe that God speaks to us and that God shows up, yeah. and that we want to have an appropriate reverence. Yeah. So, what do you say to some of the people that they may be offended by this podcast? Like, how how dare them? Like, 
but when, when, when you look at this, then like, I would we're, say, we're, trying, we're trying to train them up and like <laughs> make disciples that make disciples in yeah. all areas of life. Yeah. So what does it look like for them, us to love them well um, in the midst of those being frustrated with this podcast? Well, if you're offended by this podcast, then Sacred City is probably not the place for you. Mm. Because um, you should, I mean, I'll just be honest, like you should be far more worried about having a lack of reverence for our God mm-hmm. than, you, than you are about getting offended about something that, that I said. Because that's mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole goal is we, sh- we need to have an appropriate reverence yeah. Yeah. for God. Mm-hmm. And there's just plenty of people that don't, yeah. right? There's plenty of folks that don't. And we want to disciple them to have a higher reverence, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's yeah. what we're trying to do. And that's only going to come through having podcasts like this or having, you know, mildly difficult conversations. Yeah. It, it should not be a shocker mm-hmm. when, someone, when somebody's kid gets in trouble for jumping on the couches in the atrium by a, by a different parent. Mm. Nobody should be offended by that. Yeah. yeah. You should thank that parent because yeah. mm-hmm. that parent is doing your job. And I think I think what's uh, appropriate to say as well, this goes for kids, this goes for catechism, this goes for youth, this goes for the sanctuary, like this all is God's house and we're trying to be good stewards yeah. of what God has given us and um, when your kid's being corrected or we're correcting you, it's, it's not in a hateful way, but we're just trying to bring understanding and letting you know the appropriate standard for God's house. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, because listen, there's... What I don't want it, what I don't want, one, I want to have an appropriate standard for God's house. I want to bring him glory in all that we do. Mm-hmm. And people want to, they could kind of create a juxtaposition. Well, it's just about the people. Who cares about the building? Hmm. Well, it's about both, actually. Yeah. Because the building is where we are housed to worship God, and the building affects the way that we worship God. Yeah. yeah. It's just about the people. Okay. What if you came in here and all the carpet was stained? And there was trash laying all over the floor and the chairs weren't in a row and the music played off pitch and off beat and, and, and the sermon was half cooked. And it was really hot. <laughs> it was really hot, <laughs> right? It ain't just about the people. Yeah. That's, that's a false dichotomy. It's not. You're not going to get the people if the environment sucks, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so we think God has given us a great environment here and we want to thank him for it. We want to honor him with it. And we want to train our kids to respect it and reverence it mm-hmm. and treat it as good stewards. Yeah. And I think what people don't understand is it's not our standards, it's God's standards. God has a high standards and we want to continue in that. Yeah. If you read through the Old Testament, man, God was very particular about the temple. You know, he was very particular about all the instruments. Yeah. I mean, God's standards were a lot harder, higher than ours. Hey, Sam, how many golden lampstands do you have in your church? Actually, I've got a few in a, in a closet. Are I'm they gold, for. Sam? I think they're gold. I would Sam. At least gold-plated. Gold plated. Sam. They, they we got to raise his standards because they're in the closet. They ain't gold. <laughs> they're not gold. They're brass, maybe. <laughs> they ain't gold. They look gold. They're, they're painted gold. You can pick one of these up and you, yeah. I think you'll find it's yeah. gold. Uh, <clears throat> so. Yeah. Any, any other thoughts on this, guys? Is there anything else that, that maybe I'm missing or not thinking about? Or I think. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Again, hopefully this was helpful to you. Hopefully this was a blessing to you. If you've got any questions, please email me at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you guys. We're praying for you. God bless. Mm-hmm.